not really ringing a bell, but I'll believe you. I've probably if, seen it. If Chris ever, you know, played that Super Robot game, I was so nice to give to him I with that PlayStation. I played this, it. This wouldn't be a thing that you would be not knowing about because they're in that game. Garrett, I played like 20 hours of that game and I had not gotten to the Get a Robo part yet. Okay, I feel like that's a fucking lie. Hold on a second. Um, I've played Super a fair amount Robot of it. Wars. Are you looking you at my just... PlayStation account to see exactly how many hours I've played that? Um, no, I'm looking at how far you would have to play to get Get a Robo to see if that is appropriate. Was it X? Just... It was X. So hang Full on. Full of sass today. Super <laughs> Garrett is sassy today. Alright, I have to apologize. Get a Robo is not actually in that game. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess that is my mistake. I apologize to Chris in this instance. It's okay. That's I am a- wrong. Welcome to Journey Through DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris Survive. And this uh, week... There's lots of fire right now. Just fire everywhere. Oh, is that like your, your archetype is fire? Uh, I mean, I guess if it if I got to pick, I would pro- it would probably be like lightning strikes or something. That would be cool, right? Yeah, that would okay. be cool. So, okay, so you'd be like a lightning survive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially okay. since fire and, like, wind has already been taken, so, yeah. That's true. Um, you know, I, I wonder what what um, the lawyers would be if he had a survive card. <laughs> just bullets. <laughs> just would a Donmaku playing in the background. Would it just be, like, un- unlimited bullet work? That would be pretty cool, actually. Unlimited gun works? Yeah, limited <laughs> just, gun works. Just guns sticking up out of the ground everywhere. Oh god, he's just mommy, isn't he? Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm like, fuck. That's just the mag- magical musket tag. Yeah, yeah, that's from Ma- Madoka Rebellion. And the question is, he also going to get his head bitten off? Um, <laughs> maybe they uh, they also did that with Archer Alter, and a later oh, iteration. Oh shit! Yeah, did I ever gun. talk? Did did we ever talk properly in Ryuki about like how Madoka's pretty much a one for one? I don't did think we? so. Oh yeah, there's there's like a there's a blog post by someone a while back that basically just like broke down like character by character like um the relations from a Madoka character to a Ryuki character. Huh. Okay, is this casting Asakura as the spear girl cuz she was way more likable than him? Um I don't remember, but Lawyer was definitely casted as Mommy. Mommy? Oh, weird. I was going to cast Manta Ray Guy as Mommy, because he died. Well, we're not done with the show yet. True, true. Um, anyway, this week we watched episodes 33 and 34, which were entitled The Mirror's Magic and Friendship's Battle. Uh, there are two more episodes where 
things happen, but it still kind of feels like setup. Yeah. I think I, I like mean, these. I, I like these a lot, actually. Oh, they I, both were pretty fun. I, I liked them. They just felt like more setup episodes. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike them, and I think they are better than the previous set of episodes. Okay, that one point they show Yui, or Yui, yeah. They show Yui, like, doing the mirror melting thing in the restaurant. So I was like, fucking finally! That was a big, a big, like, okay, I'm glad we're finally doing something with this moment. The fact that we're finally coming to the terms that Yui is a denizen of the mirror realm and this is mirror Yui? Yes, exactly. As far as we know. And, like, I guess that drawing is like her mirror phylactery or something that's binding her to the real world? Or else why in the world would would Phoenix have to have gone back, or Odin have to have gone back and done that weird time travel thing? Because Shiro is a petty asshole. That is extremely plausible, and maybe he just likes that extremely shitty child song, but, but, um... Yeah. He's a petty asshole who is not very smart about people, and so has to force people into his things. Well, he's also a mirror person, so... but I'm going with it's her mirror world phylactery thing theory until that's disproven. Also, right. these episodes feature both the first appearance of Cat Rider. I, for- I forgot his name. Well, yeah, but he's not actually... He's just, like, in a scene. He doesn't actually appear doing he, things. You know what? But it's also the first TV appearance of Ryuki Survive, and that also barely shows up. It still counts, though. Eh, I mean, yeah. It looks cooler, though. Like, it uh, gets a whole big shot. It looks nice. Yeah. Sure, yeah, gets a cool line. I like how Ryuki Survive looks. Or Shinji gets a cool line. Yeah, I mean, R- Ryuki Survive is good. Kamen Rider Tiger was the writer's name. His uh, name so, is Tiger? Oh, okay. Yeah, so Cat was perfectly fine. I don't think I don't think Ryuki Survive is as big of an upgrade as Night Survive is, but it does look pretty cool. Though I am confused by its little dragon gun thing that the cards get loaded into the mouth. Yeah, of. he just So the other thing is like there's also a card slot thing in the back of it that he uses. But why does it need two card slots? I think the one is to just look really impressive when transforming. It has to eat the card. I think the eating the card is for transforming, and then loading the card is what you do afterwards. <laughs> that seems silly. You're Why not does it, wrong. Shouldn't he be able to play two cards at once for combos or something? Uh, we don't get to combos till Blade. God damn it. Okay. Um. Oh, I guess... Also, so technically, in between these, in between thirty-three and thirty-four, there is Kamen Rider Yuki episode final, which was the movie at the time, uh, which actually had the first first appearance of Ryuki survive. But um, we're what happens in the movie. Gonna ignore that. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Nothing important then. Uh, it's weird. It. Because, like, continuity-wise, it, like... Continuity is weird. Is it in another universe or something? Kind of. Yes, it could be considered that. <laughs> okay, then. okay. Well, but, we'll so, just put that on the back burner for now. Yeah, yeah. that might be a side episode. The, the movie came out in between. We'll, we'll watch it after we finish up Gotcha Man in a couple weeks. 
Yeah. So, um, episode 33, to recap us back to where we were, um, uh, Takeshi and Ren and Lawyer uh, fought three monsters, and then Shinji was like, nope, we're going to let Takeshi's monsters eat so they don't eat him. That and seems then, like a stupid idea. I think that Shinji was being a dumbass on that one. So oh, just, uh, definitely. But it, yeah. it is it is completely in line with his character, but yeah, he's being a dumbass. Yeah. Um, and uh, then he, yeah, it was definitely... Shinji is firmly in the would-not-kill-baby-Hitler camp, which is a dumb camp. That's a bad opinion. Mm, Gotta kill baby Hitler. Mm, that pr- the problem with that is that brings into the entire thing of like you 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 are irrever- you you're you are fine are you in killing baby Hitler that means you are fine with possibly irreversibly altering the timeline and but maybe killing more you don't know. Okay, come on, killing baby Hitler literally can't make things worse. You don't know that. I mean, there's an extremely good chance it can't make things worse. We can't. I can't even say that there's an extremely good chance because there is no way to I'm, know. I'm confident. I'm. I'm putting. A there extremely is no confident way to know on this one. What that would cause? Messing with the timeline with that is never a good idea. <laughs> well, it can actually happen, so it's more of a thought experiment. But kill me. Yeah, and I, I fall firmly on the side of. <laughs> As much as as much as that idea sounds nice to have possibly stopped the Holocaust and all that, you have no idea of what would actually. I gotta happen. say, Evan, you're coming off as awfully pro Holocaust here. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so after all that stuff that I said before happens, and Shinji comes back, and Megumi happens to see him come back out of a mirror. Which is, like, the thing this episode's about. Right, yeah. I mean, it's mostly about, um, re- uh, the, the investigator lady. I forgot her name. Am I Reiko? blanked? Yeah, Reiko. Reiko, like, investigating the mirror stuff and what happened to Shiro is, like, a major part. But, yeah. This bit where Megumi almost figures out the common Raider thing is the other part. Me. Yep. Very almost. And then Asakura also escalating the conflict is kind of part three. Yeah. Megumi basically taking all of this information and coming to entirely wrong conclusion is very funny to me. Yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious, honestly. But, I mean, it makes sense considering, like, what person in their rational mind would go, okay, so this guy's been... He wasn't there, and then I saw him... I think I saw him come out of a mirror. That obviously means he's traveling to an alternate dimension. <laughs> now, her, her idea of, no, it's magic. He's practicing magic. That makes sense to me. I think I really do like that Reiko's, like, intense commitment to following the facts has, like, led her to be, be pretty close to figuring this out now, even though it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's a... A pretty nice touch. Yeah, I no, she cool. is a. There, it's very. They are doing a very good job of showing that no, Reiko is like a legit good investigative reporter. I can't believe that Shiro totally murked that professor she was talking to in the last episode. By the way, what the fuck? I mean, that's it's totally in line for him. Yeah, that's that's fucked up though. Like, well, what? Does Shiro just go around killing random college professors? 
It's fucked up. No, no. Shiro doesn't kill random college professors. Shiro uses mirror monsters to kill random college professors. I, I'm pretty sure that was Kamen Rider Odin in the mirror in the last episode, though, wasn't it? Well, maybe he just used time things and... <laughs> whatever. He prevented that guy from ever being born. Yeah. Though, I don't think he changed time because Reiko still remembers the meeting, so... Right. Um, so anyway, so Shinji tries to talk about Megumi about not telling anybody about the mirror thing. And Megumi's like, alright, got it. I'm definitely going to get to the bottom of this, though. I'm super good at figuring this out. Like, it may have been, like, my frustration at other things, but this entire thing of, like, if someone comes up to you and is like, hey, I I know this looked really weird, but if you could just, like, not tell anybody about it and, like, give me a little bit and I'll explain it, I'd appreciate it. And then her just being like, no, I'm just going to figure it out myself. Fuck you. It's like, come on, you fucking... No, shut up. That's not very nice. No, come on, man. He asked politely. (gasps) Also, there's a heat wave in these episodes. Uh, Yeah, the heat wave's been going on. They've done that in a lot of these episodes. Like, is the fact that it's hot all the time going to be a major plot point or something? I mean, I think it's just it's i think it's literally just a way to indicate the uh the period like hey guys it's summer because japanese summers are fairly universally like crazy hot and muggy right yeah because they care more about the environment than us so they don't use air conditioning as much yep. ah fuck that air conditioning's the best ah uh, yeah i I'll, i do think that's admirable but also i do need air conditioning or i'll die um, so anyway, back to Common Rider. There's the Megumi thing that I talked about at Ori Journal. It's it's hot and the power's out, I think. And that's where Reiko comes back and is like, Alright, look, this is gonna sound fucking crazy, but promise to believe me. As she like does like the pushes him against the wall and puts a hand yeah. on the wall thing. She kabadons the boss. Uh, it's and very then funny we, that... it is very funny. Um, like, we, it, it is good that she she's just coming in and thinking about it, and then the boss is like, something's going on with you, what the fuck is it? Yo, you won't believe this shit. <laughs> um, we cut to Auntie, who can't afford her Amazon trip, and then Shinji tries, and Shinji comes back and tries to talk to Ren about what happened, but Ren's like, blah, 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 sundere, 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 take care Ren's of it yourself. Ren's a huge dickhead in, like, these episodes. <laughs> I mean, part part of it is him just being a dickhead. Part of it is Shiro, fucking. Nope, nope, ex- that didn't happen yet. <laughs> That's- I do kind of like the minute when uh, Shiro's like, "Okay," or when Shinji when Shinji tells him, "Look, I think Megumi saw me come out of the mirror, and I think I need your help to help figure out how to get her to not bug me about it." And <laughs> Rin's just like, "Well, it seems like it's all your fault." That's that's pretty funny, I gotta say. Just, Ren, uh, just help. Just, <laughs> yeah. So then, Reiko starts to put the mirror stuff together and makes the Shiro connection when Asakura broke out. Um, I made a joke to put the "It's Always Sunny" meme of Charlie with the with the book conspiracy board there. Yeah. Um, good joke, me. <laughs> 
It was. Um, the chief oddly does seem to be taking it seriously, which is kind of a weird like whiplash of Ore Journal not being used for comedic effect. Yeah. yeah. I guess he's like, well, Reiko says that they're mirror ghosts, so guess that's true now. Yeah, I mean, if if your top reporter who has never had a penchant for like believing in this weird, silly stuff comes to you and is like, hey, I've been doing some research and like he's been aware that she's been super focused on something. Like, this thing that I've been focusing on, I think, may be, like, weird and paranormal, and I i don't want to believe it, but here is some information I've been getting. I mean, she's got documents and interviews that this guy has disappeared slash died twice. She has his reflection on a video, a very, a pretty damn clear reflection, and a whole list of seemingly associated disappearances that have happened around empty rooms with mirrors in them so like yeah it's a fairly convincing layout of evidence it's like it it, the possibility exists that it could all be coincidental but it's still it's painting a picture that they can follow yeah um so then we cut away and a jellyfish mirror monster um kills a robber i really like the design on this thing it looks like a robot but yeah, it's uh, just really cool looking. It reminds me of a smash from Build. A little bit. Now that it, I'm thinking about it. It looks like a monster from Better Man. Not that that's going to mean anything to anybody. I, I have like vague recollections of that, <laughs> which is weird. Oh man, I love Better Man. It's like one of the only kaiju anime out there. It is both a sexy vampire anime and a kaiju anime. Oh, it's Jesus. great. All right. All right. Well, one half of that would sounded good. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't pretend you don't like sexy vampires, too. I mean, I, I like I mean, my blood staying in my body. It depends. Um, anywho. Um, so then it just then goes to the following day where there's a news brief- briefing and Shinji is there. I'm going to guess to do his job yeah i and got then, the feeling that he was there literally just like to do his job but then the mirror months mirror monster sense goes off and he has to run off but then megumi was also there too and megumi's like ah i'm gonna follow you well uh he was doing this on the previous episode too when he was following up on the case of the people who disappeared off the ferry he's he's their guy who does things that all the reporters go to yeah he's like doing his job it seems yeah he's the the basic footwork guy so good job shinji yeah good job keeping your employment uh Uh. yeah so shinji runs off to go try and fight the mirror monster but realizes oh no megumi keeps following him so he actually does a look over there and it works he does do a look over there and it does work to, I mean, it only works for about two seconds, and that's as long as he needs it to work. Hey, man, if if it if doesn't matter the length, if it works, it works. <laughs> um, so yeah, Shinji makes it just in time to see the monster get away. He sees the monster like a block away, and then the monster jumps, and he's like, "Guess it's gone now." It jumped. Can't follow it. <laughs> I mean, he is. Other than his motorcycle to get to the 
realm, he hasn't really shown an aptitude for like being able to jump super high or go after things, well, chase it, after things. Right? The the funny thing that w- to me about it was that it was like a real bit of like the language of Tokusatsu, just the way that the, it works because it's not a regular jump; it's a location change jump, and you can't be you can't follow someone through a location change jump. Unless you're right next to them, and also location change jump. Otherwise, yeah. they're gone. They are fucking gone. That's true. <sighs> uh, so that happens. Megumi's like, ah, I totally understand what is happening now. Yeah, because uh, Shinji comes back out, uh, like, right behind Megumi, and then ducks into the bathroom because either he has to go to the bathroom or it's he's washing his hands or something. I think he just said he needed to go to the bathroom. Okay, so he just hops in there and then, yeah, he meets Megumi because she comes out of the ladies' bathroom as he's coming out of the men's bathroom. And she's like, like, ah, I got it. I'm going to tell everybody. He's like, oh, okay, bye. Yep. And then we cut to Yue, who uh, continues her tradition of breaking fine china and getting headaches. Yeah, and then yeah. we get the addition this time, where she starts to disappear like the writers do in Mirror Worlds. Right. She starts to have the dissolve happen to her. Her aunt is literally holding her and doesn't appear to notice. So, um, Which yeah. is strange. Well, you need to have a ride deck to be able to see that, of course. Don't be silly. I... Yes, I yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm, maybe she, I mean, Auntie is also just pretty not a person who pays attention to things. Not any, at least nothing that isn't immediately relevant to her. True. Um. So that happens. Um. So then we get this really long, like, Megumi coming in and dressed as, like, a princess, and doing, like, this whole magic act of making IT Girl disappear. And then at the Which, end of it, she's like, ah, this was your secret all along. You're doing magic! <laughs> and Shinji's just like, K. Yeah, she pulls out a mirror box and does the thing where she, like, puts, like, the mirror blades in the mirror box to make it look like someone disappeared. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a cute trick. It's very nice. It's just... Shinji and the chief act like they think that she is literally murdering the IT girl, and I'm like, um, do you guys know what stage magic is? They might not. If someone said, I got your nose to them, would they, like, literally think they were just dismembered? Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Um, afterwards... They may be that dumb. Afterwards, Megumi, or not Megumi, Reiko walks up to the mirror and is like, Ah, yes, mirrors. She's like, mirrors, I've got it. Um, And then we get to see Goro, uh, which is good. I like Goro. Um, Lawyer's also there, but that's less interesting. Um, Shiro comes up and is like, so, how about that fighting? Remember how you're supposed to fight? How much time you got left before you die from that disease you got? Half a year? A couple months? Alright, bye now. And then, like, Takeshi's also there, too, stalking lawyer guy, because... He still wants to kill him. Cool. Yeah, he wants to murder that guy. I mean, it at the very least, it's consistent with his beginning of, like, 
you fucked me over because you didn't get me off completely, so I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Um, and then Shiro goes to, like, make sure Eri, Ren's fiance, dies faster, I guess? Yeah, I, I, there was no, like, no, he didn't actively, he didn't seem to actively do anything, but I definitely got the impression that he was the one that's causing her to have this, like, yeah, I mean, they don't show him do anything, but we know he has time powers. He could just be speeding up time or something. Yeah, and it's very, it, like, yeah, it's a horrible thing that's happening, but it's very funny to me that I guess Shiro thought people would just fight if they had, like, this <laughs> thing that they wanted, and he keeps getting proven wrong, so he keeps having to move the goalposts and change his plans. <laughs> He he does constantly have to add ticking clocks for everyone. He's like, like he's like this... a bad DM. He's like, okay, I set up this scenario. Here's your motivation. Wait, you don't want to do it? Okay, ticking clock number one. Week later, ticking clock number two. Yep. <laughs> and just keeps adding the exact same sort of ticking clock over and over again. Yeah, it's not great. Yep, so... He's a bad game master. So that happens. Well, I mean, uh, it, there's also the fact that I get the feeling that Yui, this mirror Yui, is on a very strict time limit. So the closer it's getting to that limit, the more he's like, these people aren't doing what I want. I need to fucking fix that. Right. Well, he's just doing time shit. He should just do reverse time shit on Yui. I mean, which we very- know he can do. There are very obviously rules that he is following that only apply sometimes. <laughs> That's true. Um, so then Ren goes to look at Eri, who's getting worse. Um, Shinji runs out of gas on his motorbike. Um, he gets in a fight with the jellyfish monster. He does get in the fight with the jellyfish monster. Well, he hears it like going to murder someone and decides to fight it. So. Yeah. He goes in the fight, he gets beat up a bunch, but then he summons his dragon, and then he wins. Yeah. We also see his dragon eat the XP orb, which is, like, the first time we've seen it do that in a while. Yeah. yeah it's been nice. It was nice to see it happen again. Yeah. Uh, back at the doctor's office, the doctors are like, Ren, your your fiancé's gonna die in a couple days. Um, and then Yue's folding clothes, and she starts dissolving again. Yeah, I actually really like the sequence, because uh, um, there's like a minute and a half here from when the doctor says she's going to die soon. He turns toward the camera, and they kick in like a really suspenseful theme. And then we basically like briefly go through every like every situation that is at stake for somebody real quick. And uh, like it's just really well shot, and I really like the musical theme. It's a good touch. I didn't notice that, but you're right. That's real good. Except for Shinji, he's doing fine. Oh, yeah. Shinji doesn't have anything at stake other than not wanting people to die. Yeah, so yeah, we get to see a lawyer dying. Um, Goro gets to make some gyoza. Uh, yeah. Takeshi gets to continue to stalk around. Yeah, lawyer, like, pushes himself up from his desk real dramatically while this musical theme plays, and it's one of the only times in the whole show he's actually looked cool. Yeah. And then we cut to the medical school that shows the the tiger rider there. Also known as Cat Rider. Oh. You can see his face, right? No, oh, we, shit. We, we, 
we just see him in the costume form. We don't even see, like, the person it is. I hadn't realized this on the first watch through, but, yeah, the exterior shot shows that the room that we see the Tiger Rider in is the mirror experiment room that they yeah, go to in the next episode. Yeah, it's the room that Rico goes to in the next episode. So, I'm guessing that implies that it's the dude she meets there, probably. Yeah. That makes sense. I I want them to just introduce the rest of the characters already. There's only one more after Tiger. Huh. We're, we're down to the last one. Yeah, isn't the last one like a woman or something? I think no, it's... that's in a movie. Oh, okay. The like opening credits show one of the people whose eyes aren't shown as being a woman, so I thought that was... Uh... Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's Kamen Rider Femme. And I think she's just movie continuity. Liter- her name is literally Common Writer Femme. Yeah, F E M M E. Oh yeah, no, I-, I figured that's how it was spelled, but I'm like, really? She yeah. does have a really, really good design, though. The she- name- her name is just literally Common Writer Lady. <laughs> Common Writer Girl. Yeah. That's. I don't know why I'm surprised, considering who probably wrote that and made the decision. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have all the men here. They have actual themes. Common Rider Girl is just Common Rider Girl, though. Uh, um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's go to the carnival. It's just I was gonna say the episode opens with. Does it open with them all being fighting? No, they're not fighting. Uh, no, they replay the scene of. Of uh, Shinji beating up the the squid monster, the jellyfish monster. I mean, yeah, it's and... a recap, and then we just cut to like Takashi hunting the lawyer. Yeah, he's stalking around the uh, Kidoka's uh, law office slash apartment. Yeah, but then lawyer took Goro to his appointment early, so they wouldn't meet. Other way around. Other way around. Goro said that he had a bad feeling and wanted to go out for a drive before the appointment. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get to see Takeshi's evil because he drinks raw eggs. Which, why is that evil? I don't know. I, I just feel like, I feel like whenever a character does that, they're generally evil. Rocky but Rocky Balboa. does that. Maybe Rocky's the villain. You're only evil if they're fertilized eggs. Man, mother and, do- or mother and son rice is such a nightmare. Oh, is that what Mother and Son rice is? It's yeah. yeah, it is it is chicken and rice with an egg on it. <laughs> and it is literally called Mother and Son or Mother and Daughter Rice. It's it's a nightmare. That's a fucked up name. For like a it's, dish. it's delicious. It's a really good dish, but the I mean, name it is sounds fucked good, up. but it's a fucked up name for a dish. So then Shinji gets a mere sense and he runs into Shiro, and Shiro's like, I got you this upgrade card use it when you're gonna fight and kill somebody yeah cause then you'll win and Shinji's like nope I'm definitely not gonna use this spoilers he uses it yeah but yeah. I, I definitely get the feeling he's going to use it in a way where he's not going to kill well I mean he's I actually did kind of like this cause he he has to use it because otherwise Ren's going to kill him and in addition to not wanting to kill people he also doesn't want Ren to kill anyone so, like, he's literally forced to do this. I understand he's literally forced to use the survive card to survive. 
Right. Yes. I understand where it's going. It's not the worst. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's a good... It's, like, a good direction for this character. Like, it's a a, a logical direction for these characters to go. It, it is, is a I good mean. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Yeah. This is where they've been going, and I'm glad to see them go there with, like, flashy upgrades and, like, cool fight sequences with fire everywhere, because that's, that's what a Kamen Rider show is. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, Sh- Shinji fights to not murder people. Which... You'd think would be pretty easy to not do. (laughs) You'd think. Well, everybody else wants to murder people so they can, like, get immortality or whatever. They think they will, at least. Also, it's literally the plot of Fate Stay Night. Yeah. Yeah. Shiro's like, I want to fight so I don't murder everybody. I don't want people to die from these monsters. Certainly not confusing that there's also a Shiro in that thing, too. People die when they are killed. (laughs) <laughs> it's true, they do die when they are killed But then you just Wish them back with the Holy Grail and it's fine Uh, you can't actually do that now No, that doesn't work What do you mean now? I didn't say now, I said that doesn't work No, no, you said you can't do that now uh, As in you okay. could do it before Well, presumably Before the Grail was corrupted During the Third War Garrett, Garrett, you're doing the thing where you make me talk about Deep Fate lore again it's because you won't start start the podcast with your wife. <sighs> that would be so much work, though. Go on. Can, which one was the third one? The third one's the war where the Einsburns summon Angramanyu as their servant, and then he sucks and dies. But because he's super evil, he corrupts the Grail so that it can only do evil things. After oh that. yeah, that's the guy that they're that the his village literally just decided you're the source of all evil, right? Yeah, you're you're evil messiah. And he's so. just a dude. Yeah, he's Fate's, just some rando. Fate's dumb. I aspire to create <laughs> something like it one day. Uh, Fate is awesome, but yeah. Chris, I, can be I stand by it my statement. It can be both. <laughs> I would say it is uh, very specific and self-indulgent, which is probably true, yeah. I and also massively popular somehow, which is weird. Waifus, my man. That's true. It's true. Waifus will do a lot. They do. That's true. D- didn't didn't it like didn't it like bomb until like someone was like, "Hey, what if you gender swap King Arthur?" Um, no, that happened during the planning phase. The artist suggested that because uh, Nasu had originally written the role of Saber as a male character. Yeah, but that that's basically what made it popular. <laughs> well. Uh, Takeuchi does have very... a lot of influence on what made uh, Type Moon succeed, so yeah, probably. In very, like, exaggerated, like, simplified terms, that was the point. <laughs> that That's where, like, the variant timeline broke off. It is definitely one of those moments where, like, by suggesting that, he did create one of the most popular characters ever, and it almost didn't happen, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Fate tangent completed. Media Singularity closed. Mm, mm, now I just want to talk more about fate. Grail achieved. Yeah. Yeah. The the famous interview quote is from Nasu is that he could not he didn't conceive of having Saber as a female character originally, 
He said it would have been like making Guts female, which actually I think is weird because that seems like a pretty logical story yeah, choice like, to me, I honestly. Yeah, like, here, I'm like, if, if, if the, the story of Berserk was pretty much the same and it was just Guts is a woman... Yeah, that would not actually that's, be that different. That's pretty dope, actually. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty dope and I don't think would change much. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's what he discovered when he made that change, was like, oh, that's actually a good move. You just have all the same benefits, and also these other side benefits. Yeah, you just accidentally made a strong female character. Yeah, good job. Man, talking about strong female Even though, like, Rin's right there. (laughs) Well, that's why when Rin teams up with Saber, they're the ass-kickingest combo. Is that how the route works, where she gets Saber? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when Sh- when Shiro is is uh, Saber's master, she can like she only uses her noble phantasm once, and then like nearly dies. She like busts Excalibur out like three or four times when uh, Rin's giving her magic. Well, Shiro's Shir- just like bad, except at a- making copies. He's, He's not good a mage. at copying. His his dad didn't like actually teach him how to do magic right because he thought magic was evil and bad. I mean, he's not wrong. So yeah. In universe, that's actually true. So yeah. Well, yeah, that's because like regular fake continuity is really do- really bad with bloodlines and shit. <laughs> that's actually that's uh, all fake continuity. They haven't. I don't think they've made a spinoff where magic isn't evil. No, no, but in like in like extra lore, it's like weird like sci-fi magic, and that's clearly well, better. Yeah, that, but they that's because they destroyed the world in that setting. Yeah, and that's everyone fucking has- awesome. Everyone has to be in VR all the time because the world's like a blighted wasteland. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I mean, it is extremely badass, but also it's not like good. Yeah, in that situation, like you're you're saying this thing, it's like you're not really arguing that magic <laughs> isn't evil in that setting. <laughs> Just that's... that it's kind of cooler. Well, yeah. okay. The 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 layer two of the extra setting is that like because well, no, no. I, everyone I'm saying... uses. Everyone saying... uses, like, central servers to do VR and magic on, so magic is all locked down by, like, one ruling family, so all the other mages who aren't, like, subsidiary to them are terrorists. They're, like, freedom fighter terrorists, so that is actually kind of awesome, yes. I'm just saying, you're not trying to keep the bloodline pure in VR. Therefore, it is slightly morally better. <laughs> bloodline pure... No, you don't. Yeah, Rin's dad's, like, the worst. He's, like, the most evil character. Yeah, but Rin's, like, the best, so it kind of evens out. Yeah. I think I speak for everyone when I say, what the fuck is even happening on this show anymore? Alright, second Fate Tangent completed. (laughs) We should finish up these Kamen Rider episodes. Anywho, Shinji gets his survive card. Yue reflects on what Shiro said about protecting her, and Shiro was maybe there for a second unsure um shinji finally walks his bike back to the cafe because he ran out of gas left episode and he sees ren there sulking and ren doesn't want to talk about anything um so then they get into a huge fight like anti- in a huge baby tantrum fight yeah and then auntie comes back and tosses them all out and tells him not to come back for a few hours i mean like i don't really think shinji's in the wrong here 
Like, Shinji yeah, makes some valid points. He makes I some mean, valid points about, yeah. like, dude, you act like this all the time, like you're this lone wolf, and you're very obviously not. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ren doing his whole, like, I'm a quiet loner. I have a dark, dark soul. Ren, yeah. shut up. You're not Batman. <laughs> I mean, he, he is a Batman, though, but... But he's not the Batman. I mean, at this point, he's sad and throwing a huge baby tantrum because his girlfriend's dying. But he also doesn't tell anyone, so they don't know why he's upset. Right. So yeah, they get into a fight, and Auntie throws everybody out. Um, Reiko goes to the school to ask about Shiro. She finds the guy that I think Yue tracked down way back when. But then he's just trying to, like, get out of saying any info. Because... Is this the same guy? It doesn't I, look like the I same still guy think to me. it is. Yeah, no, it's the one surviving guy. Yeah, it's the one oh, surviving yeah. guy from the team. I guess if that's still true, it has to be the same guy, yeah. Um so the net and then we cut away to Takeshi eating that wonderful, wonderful gyoza, and a phone Ooh. call tells him where the appointment Kitaoka is going to is at. He loves Shinji's gyoza so much. Um Reiko it goes to the old lab, not Yue, as I wrote in my notes, um, yeah. and actually finds someone there who's this weird professor guy who's creepy and weird. I'm sure he's perfectly fine. I, I gotta say, I love this scene when she opens the door, because initially, the first shot we see after she opens the door is in the room looking at her opening the door and stepping in, and there's like a wind that's blasting papers at the door, and I'm like, okay, hold on. Is there just like a portal to like a portal to another dimension in this room and they just were like close the door please do not open the hell portal room but uh the... do the hogwarts solution of toss it in a room close the door and forget about it yeah just just leave a note that says please don't go in there uh but then the camera reverses and we see there's just it's a room filled with a bunch of mirrors some computers some paper and one guy sitting in a chair. In the proverbial dark, because it didn't seem like he had many lights on. Yeah, but the lights also just come on. You have to do science in the dark. I mean, some science, yes. Evil science. He also okay. twists his neck all, e all weird to show that he's evil or something. <laughs> also, I'm mistaken. There is then a tense breakfast with Yue, Shinji, and Ren, and that's when Auntie throws them outside before they were just arguing and Shinji breaks more fine china yeah yeah in that scene uh auntie is just like what's wrong with you guys and then they all just walk away yeah um and then we cut back to Goro trying to stop Kitaoka from going out because of Takeshi and Kitaoka's like yeah no I know I'm just gonna go fight him now this is the path that I choose so Goro's like hey let me come with you yeah, and girl's like, well, I'll drive you, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then Shinji is scared of Doge. Uh, Rand also appears to be scared of Doge. I was confused about this. Was this a part of their characters that I missed? Yeah, this, uh, this, this whole thing of Shinji being scared of dogs seemed to came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so then they go to the amusement park and do amusement park things. I guess it's like, go hang out with each other and figure this shit out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ren they... mopes a little bit at some point, 
And then they like, develop uh, Rin's dying girlfriend more in this episode than in any previous episode. They like give her some emotional resonance here. It's so that we care more when she dies soon. Yeah. Rin's having these memories of her being like, I hate merry-go-rounds, but I love motorcycles because you get to be close to somebody. Yeah. I I hate (laughs) merry-go-rounds because I was young, and every time I didn't ride the merry-go-round and my parents did, which seems fucking weird, (laughs) they would disappear into the lights and I couldn't see them and I thought they were dead, so I didn't like them, and then one time they actually did disappear and never come back. Extremely big, I hate sand. It's so sandy. But you, you're not sand, and that's why I love you. It's... Like, I... Did did you guys get the impression that her parents were devoured by mirror monsters? No, but that uh, would make sense. Maybe. Because she just made the thing, she was talking about, like, I always, I couldn't see them and they disappeared, and then one day they did just disappear. Yeah, then one day they did actually disappear. Maybe. I definitely interpreted that as just they abandoned her, but yeah, it would make sense if they were murdered. And then she went to go study mere science. As we've learned from other common Rider shows, apparently your parents can just be killed in random monster attacks, and no one will think that's worth mentioning or bringing up. Yeah. Um, Shiro, like, watches Ren creepily, like, sulk for a little bit. As in, Shiro was doing the creepy sulking, not Ren. Ren was just sulking. <laughs> Um, and then that flashback happens that we just talked about, and and this is while Yue is on the merry-go-round, and then Ren's like, "Hey Shinji, remember how you said you'd fight me? I want to fight now. Let's go." Like, okay, okay, Ren. Let me. Okay, so you he's been told that his girlfriend is is on her way out and is only going to last a couple days. How many riders are left? To like, Ren's knowledge, well, okay. four. Yeah, so four. Does Ren really think he'll be able to kill, like, four people in just a couple days? Well, as far as he knows, he's got to kill up to 13. <laughs> like, that's... You're not... If you've only got a couple days left, you're you're not going to get there, my dude. <laughs> but he knows, like... Most of the remaining ones in their location, whereabouts, more or less. Nobody yeah. knows where where Snake Guy is, because he doesn't have a... Like, he's just walking around all the time. Yeah, but, like, Ren just has to, like, show up and start talking about fighting, and he'll magically appear. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Okay, good point. You got me there. <laughs> and, like, Lawyer's just going to be at his lawyer office. And yeah, then once you take care like... of those two, Shiro's going to show up and be like, okay, we can fight now. I don't know. It's okay, just... first I feel like we have to talk about this scene that happens after the flashback where Ren, like, looks into Shinji's eyes and says, you said you would fight me one day, and then slowly raises his arm while holding his card deck, which looks like he's just holding a wallet up between them at this point, and it looks, like, extremely non-sequitur for him to just be like, you said you would fight me. Wallet. Yeah. It's and very funny. Now they must fight. So they slowly walk off to a mirror and go to fight. But yeah, then, the like, next lawyer... scene is more dramatic. Yeah. Oh, wait, did I... Where was the part where Goro almost runs over Takeshi? And it's <laughs> oh. awesome. 
Yeah, the the part where uh, where Kidok is like, um, please don't, please don't run over that man. I, d I don't know why he stopped him. Other, yeah. Well, no, that's not true. I because he. It would be legally much... complicated if they killed him by running yeah. him over. For as much as lawyer doesn't care about anyone other than himself, he does care a tiny. He does seem to care a tiny little bit about Goro, and yeah, having a murder charge would be difficult. Yeah, he does also say he likes avoiding complications. So, running yeah, but... people over is going to create complications. But Goro could have just resolved it. Yeah, well, true, but you know. Uh, wait, didn't they say that he got Goro off of a criminal charge before? Yeah, Possibly? He's, yeah, that, that yeah is... that's like a big, that's a big deal in Japan. Like, if you could, like, if you're a repeat offender, they, like, throw you in prison forever, from my understanding. But yeah. Takeshi? I mean, hey, I'm not disagreeing, that's just what I've heard from stuff. Yeah, I got the feeling it was a, this'll just be, it would make it worse for you, also, it's my job. Yeah. Yeah, Kidoka loves Goro. He doesn't want him to, like, fight his battles for him. Yeah. They so have then... a very dad-son relationship. It's a little weird, but it works. Yeah. Why don't common writers ever have dads now that I think about it? Uh, well, they they do, because most Kamen Rider series end with you fighting your own dad or fighting your best friend's dad. Okay, yeah, I guess that's wrong. Kiva was all about dads. It was just stupid, so I didn't think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Lawyer and Kidaoka fight. Uh, gun, gun pretty good. Gun, guns are good guns against, are against the knife. Who knew? Uh, yeah, being able to shoot people seems effective. Um, and then we cut back to, like, Ren and Shinji fighting. The fight between them is much more dramatic. I actually think it's shot pretty well. Like, there's a lot of gravitas to... Yeah, yeah. It's, got, it's got a nice cinematography to it. Though, like, Shinji appears to have the upper hand until Ren's like, I'm gonna play my holographic card. <laughs> and Time then... for the mythic rare. Yeah. And then and then Ren starts winning, yeah. Um, and then Shinji's like, "Well, I got. I also have a holographic card now. And once you kill someone, that's the turning point. So I can't let me be the person that is killed to become this turning point for you going full evil." Right. So then he pulls out his holographic card, and everything goes black and on fire, <laughs> which I really love. And like his like his drag visor evolves into I think the Swai drag visor or the drag visor Swai. His little as, little as like Z dragon -E gun thing. As in Z W E I. This okay, thing looks like right. a toy, even on the relative scale of common raider accessories. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's weird how it morphs from something that was like attached to him to something he holds. That does seem like a downgrade, yes. Because, like... I don't know. I mean, like, the visors can also just be, like, objects you hold. Because Ren's was... Ren's is, like, a rapier. So, so we're short lance. And then go pick her up. No, no, the short lance is his sword vent card. No. 
the oh. thing he loads the cards into is like a rapier thing. Oh, I thought it was like a cane. Uh, Garrett, a rapier is a Pokemon. I think you mean a rapier. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, okay. The short 1d8 finesse weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Much more precise. With the light property. Oh, you can backstab I, with it. You can backstab with it. It's it's your best option for backstabbing in 5e. <laughs> so while that climax is happening, another climax is happening where um, where Snake Guy has fused his three monsters together and I guess opened a weird, like, extra-dimensional Yonic hole in the middle of it that is going to suck Kidoka in or something. And he is activating his super... Super Bowl His heavy, heavy arms. arms blow everything up move at the exact same time that that is happening. So that climax is also happening. Yeah, and then and then the episode's like we're done now. We showed you survive. Yeah, yeah. And we're it's, like it's... Uh, see how those resolve next week, which means uh, probably no one is going to die because people die at the ends of episodes. Shiro is just in the back going, yeah, yeah, fight. You gotta fight so I can save you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I looked it up. It is the drag visor sway or sway or whatever Z W E I is. Zwei. Zwei. Drag visor sway. I'm not Zwei. going to try to pronounce German. Zwei. Ein zwei drei vier. It's the drag visor two, except in German. Yeah. <laughs> it's the second one. Drag visor two, electric boogaloo. Fire boogaloo. Oh. It. Hey, hey. It goes burr. I actually don't know if it goes, it goes burn. Burn. Ah, uh, like fire. I got it. Countryside. Uh, yeah. So those were these two episodes. They were pretty okay. Yeah, it's like these this this weird little mini arc of like setup is it's okay, but I'm definitely starting to get to the point of I want the climax to happen and stuff to resolve. I liked these. I don't know. I guess I did like them quite a bit more than 31 and 32, which seemed like a real... I don't know. The the past four episodes before these two all seemed like weird diversions. Yeah, that's fair. So I actually thought there was some good drama, some good direction. I liked these. Yep. They were fun. Um, yeah. So this was a podcast on the internet at journeythroughtheduckcast.com there are links to all of the podcatchers emails um chris's and mine's twitter because evan is smart and doesn't have one i mean i Network. may have to get one here in a bit but oh yeah if you're gonna be a web presence you gotta have a twitter that's a rule yeah yep um and we'll be back next time with some stuff some other oh. Japanese media property that we enjoy talking about. Yep. We've only got three more Gotchamen to go, so... Oh, yeah, and then it's, uh... Garrett's turn to choose something? I think? Maybe. Oh, yeah, because you picked, uh... Oh, what was, um... Amazon's. Amazon's. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Garrett's up in the rotation next. Gasp. To figure out something for us to watch. I can do that. Um, or yeah, we could do more Godzilla movies. That was actually pretty fun. Man, 
saw some clips of Godzilla vs. King Kong, I'm upset. That's a good movie. I mean, it's fine. It's like a 7 out of 10. Anywho, until next time, we've just been a Passing Through Podcast. Remember that. Goodbye. <gasps> Have a good night, everybody. I'm just cutting off Godzilla vs. Kong talk before it starts. We have done that like three times now. <laughs>